Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Talks. If you haven't already heard, in this podcast series, we'll be discussing a notable woman in history with a group of Beasley team members from all across the business and the globe. Today's She Talks spotlight is on mathematician, NASA employee, and remarkably intelligent woman, Katherine Johnson. Now, my name is Gabby Martineau, and I'm one of the event managers here at Beasley. I'm based out of Chicago and have been the deputy chair of Beasley She for over two years. What is Beasley She? Well, Beasley She supports successful, high potential, and empowered women in insurance. This means supporting women internally and externally within the industry and providing opportunities for personal and professional development. The network is open to everyone, regardless of gender, across the business. Beasley She hosts events like panel discussions, book clubs, Beasley She cafes, educational sessions, and podcasts just like this one. Today, I'm joined by another great group of Beasley team members. Sidoni, would you like to introduce yourself first? Tell us just a bit about your role here at Beasley, and did you know anything about Katherine Johnson before today? Hi, Gabby. Yeah, thanks for having me on this. I'm delighted to participate today. So, yes, Sidoni Williams. I'm the focus group leader in our cyber risk division for our rest of world team, so essentially our international business. And I have been at Beasley for four years now. In fact, it was my anniversary last week. Um, I actually did come across Catherine. I was fortunate enough to visit Washington and went to the National Air and Space Museum and saw a piece on her. And actually, personally, maths was never my favourite subject at school. So reading about her passion really inspired me to maybe rethink that perhaps I should engage in a slightly different way. But curious to hear about from the others, too. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Sidoni. Balani, how about you? Yes, I'm happy to be here, Gabby. My name is Balani Akiramisi. I'm a focus group leader in claims for a small cyber and tech. Um, I've been at Beasley four and a half years. Um, and I did actually hear about Katherine Johnson because I watched the movie Hidden Figures. Um, that actually then had me dive into Wikipedia, my favorite thing to do when I watch a movie. Um, to learn a little bit more about her. And she is a woman of many firsts. Fantastic. She sure is. We'll find out more about that in a moment. And last, but certainly not least, Kevin, how about you? Yeah, so um, I'm Kevin Drews and I'm the North Central Broker Relations Manager. So I sit in Chicago along with Gabby. Um, but uh, yeah, I actually heard about Catherine through Hidden Figures as well. So that that's where I found out more about her story. And again, took a, a similar to Bilani, took a, a Wikipedia dive and found out all these amazing facts and uh, how she was just a pioneer uh, in so many ways. So excited for to be a part of this conversation. Wow, we have some movie buffs on our podcast today. I'm excited to discuss this. It's so lovely to have you all on today, and it's going to be a good discussion, I can just tell. Uh, but before we open up the floor with some of these discussion questions, I'm going to give just a brief history of Katherine Johnson for those listeners that may not already know uh, the whole story here. So, born in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia in 1918, Catherine's intense curiosity and brilliance with numbers vaulted her ahead several grades in school. By age 13, she was attending the high school on the campus of the historically black West Virginia State College. At just 18, she enrolled in the college itself, where she made quick work of the school's math curriculum. She graduated with highest honors in 1937 and took a job teaching at a black public school in Virginia. She taught school until she got married and had children. And when her husband became very ill, she started teaching again to support her family. 
It wasn't until 1952, when Johnson was 34 years old, that a relative told her about open positions at the all-black West Area Computing Section at the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, NACA, or as we now know it, NASA. The job was in their Langley Laboratory, headed by fellow West Virginian Dorothy Vaughn. Just two weeks into her tenure in the office, Dorothy Vaughn assigned her to a project in the Maneuver Loads branch of the Flight Research Division, and Catherine's temporary position soon became permanent. The 1957 launch of the Soviet satellite Sputnik changed history and Johnson's life. She provided some of the math for the 1958 Notes on Space Technology, a compendium of a series of lectures given by NASA engineers. She did trajectory analysis for Alan Shepard's May 1961 mission, Freedom 7, as you might know from the movie Hidden Figures. That was America's first human spaceflight. She also co-authored a report laying out the equations describing an orbital spaceflight. This was the first time a woman in the Flight Research Division had received credit as an author of a research report. In 1962, as NASA prepared for the orbital mission of John Glenn, Johnson was called upon to do the work that she would become most known for. The complexity of the orbital flight had required construction of a worldwide communications network linking tracking stations around the world to IBM computers in Washington, Cape Canaveral in Florida, and Bermuda. The computers that took up entire rooms had been programmed with the orbital equations that would control the trajectory of the capsule from liftoff to splashdown. But the astronauts were wary of putting their lives in the care of electronic calculating machines, which were prone to hiccups and blackouts. And as a part of the pre-flight checklist, Glenn asked engineers to, quote, get the girl, a.k.a. Katherine Johnson to run the same numbers through the same equations that had been programmed into the computer, but by hand on her desktop mechanical calculating machine. If she says they're good, Katherine Johnson remembers him saying, then I'm ready to go. Glenn's flight was obviously a success and marked a turning point in the competition between the United States and the Soviet Union in space. Katherine Johnson worked for NASA for more than 30 years. She retired in 1986. In 2015, at age 97, Johnson added another extraordinary achievement to her long list. President Barack Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom, America's highest civilian honor. She passed away on February 24th, 2020. NASA Administrator James Bridestine says, our NASA family is sad to learn the news that Katherine Johnson passed away this morning at 101 years old. She was an American hero, and her pioneering legacy will never be forgotten. Wow, some great stuff in here. I don't know about you all, but I'm excited to chat about this. So let us jump right in. Uh, right off the bat, any particular topics that resonate or inspire you from Katherine's story? Uh, let's start with Bolani. Yeah, so a lot of what Catherine did early on in life seemed to be the first of many, right? She was the first to get into um, that particular university at West Virginia University. She was the first to be within that program. And then when she went to get her master's degree, she was the first. So it was a very common theme with her that she's the first to open the door and pave the way for other women 
in African American individuals to, you know, pursue those degrees and be within that career. Um, and of course, her being the first air quotes human calculator, right, along with the <laughs> team um, at NASA to lead um, a lot of these launches, I think shows that she was fearless. She knew what she was doing and she really, really understood that the work she was doing was important and to not be brushed aside. And I, for me, those are the things that I feel like when people are the first, they it's always a confidence that exudes because they know that the work they're doing is important. So for me, that's most of what I see with her. That's great. That's great. Any other topics? I think for me, I, I was reading the NASA biography. What really stood out is that you know such a long, long career and so dedicated and varied as well. And very, you know, took a career break when she was younger to look after her family, and then the confidence to come back and re-engage and then go on to that trajectory to me is incredible. You know, and reading about some of her backgrounds and the motivations to come back and you know, seem we're all so glad that she came back you know the world would have taken maybe a different course but just how interesting how that could have gone a different way but what the quote I loved is that she's when asked how she did it she's I loved going to work every day and I think it's just so that really resonates to me how important enjoying what you do and then surrounding yourself with people that you know, also enjoy it too can really lead to amazing outcomes that really yeah that resonated with me yeah yeah, one one thing I'll add too is that, you know, this is sort of late in life where she, you know, 34 years of age before she even took on that role at, you know, what is NASA now. And the fact that uh, she was able to still get her roses too before she passed away, I think was something I thought was especially awesome to see with, uh, you know, Obama giving her the Medal of Freedom. And I think that she's such an amazing person in so many ways. Like Balani mentioned, the human computer, I, I think being known for a human computer in, in this, day and age where technology drives everything. Um, you know, I, I think of myself as someone who likes data, but like that is another level and it's just really inspirational. But the fact that she's able to, uh, all the things she's achieved. Um, and uh, I know she had an IQ that rivaled Einstein's actually. I think she had him beat, believe it or not, um, on an IQ test, which is, you don't think of uh, Catherine Johnson in that category. And I don't think that's right. So I, I'm, I think that that is uh, something that's really impressive by her. Um, and I just, yeah, just yeah. was really impressed by that. That's incredible. I didn't actually know that the IQ situation. I, I don't doubt it though. I don't doubt it. Speaking of her brilliance, uh, my next question here is, uh, mathematics was, is, continues to be a difficult field to get into. I mean, you don't, I don't know too many mathematicians. Um, it's, and obviously it was much more difficult for African-Americans at that time. So what do you think we can pull and learn from Johnson's passion and determination to advance her career in such a difficult field, such a niche field that is? Kevin, you want to start us off for this one? Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, STEM education is sort of a huge uh, topic in, in terms of, um, you know, how it impacts certain, you know, demographics of people. And I think that, especially in America, um, you know, that she should be the inspiration everyone is bringing into the classrooms that teach this subject to. And I think she's sort of a, a pioneer of that. And I think that, you know, as um, you know, time goes on, we'll we'll look to this as like, this was somebody who we can draw a lot of, you know, stuff from. I think in Hidden Figures, too, it touches on her early 
development and like her parents supporting her with doing a lot of the the math uh, equations and having a chalkboard for her to write on and doing all those things. They sort of allude like do with sort of a montage of that, which I thought was super cool. I think it really just starts at home. And I think she had a wonderful upbringing to, to support that. And that's um, one thing I, th I thought was uh, interesting there. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I was doing a little bit of reading about her, because I was very curious to you, how does somebody get that motivation and drive to succeed and for to continue having all these successes over time? And I think it, she obviously had a very supportive network, but what came across is that you know, she didn't get it right all the time. She had quite a few setbacks in terms of you know, failing some exams or just some of her teachers seemed to maybe not gel with particularly well, so in trying to find a style. And I think just that, kind of determination and grit to go back so rather than seeing um, you know failure as okay I'm going to stop now it's like okay now I'm going to have that kind of growth mindset to go out try this again try a different way and I think you see that repeatedly through her career she's doing different things challenging herself in different areas you know a little bit of some of the opportunity you know, there was some maybe a little bit of perfect time, right place in terms of the opportunity came up. You know, when Sputnik, that was not on no one's horizon, really. That happened, but that she obviously just then took that opportunity and applied herself. And I think, yeah, I think if in modern terminology, the kind of around psychology of that growth mindset that really resonated and came across, I think, in how she approached her, her learning and her career. If it wants you don't succeed, try, try again. That's a good motto. Lonnie, any final thoughts? No, I think Kevin and Sedoni carry it perfectly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I one of the things I was really uh, interested in was what Kevin was saying, how she was counting everything when she was a kid. You know, she would just she would count the steps. She'd count the 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 acorns on the side of the road, you know, things like that. She's just always counting. Um, I think that's incredible that at such a young age, she already just knew what she wanted. She was she was really determined from a very young age. And her parents certainly helped with that. Speaking of allies, Johnson did indeed have many male and female allies on her career journey who helped her get the credit she deserved. How important are allies in the workplace for women's career advancement in this day and age? I know this is a question we ask a lot, but I, I'd love to discuss this even more just because uh, times have changed, but I do think allyship is still important. So uh, Sidoni, want to start us off for that one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's going to, it always has been and will always continue to be really important, right? You know, in terms of how social interactions occur and being, again, I alluded to earlier that maybe Catherine was sort of a little bit right place, right time, but she obviously showcase that she had allies because when opportunities came up so when Dorothy got her the permanent position she had the availability of that so I think it's certainly something we focus on at the she you know the she network Gabby you and I worked together on that and you know networking I think there's there's multiple things here she was obviously very good at her job but that alone doesn't necessarily always result you know lead in the end results so I think it just showcases again that you need that and I think you know, this is a very niche Field, I would say, you know, in terms of it's very specific. So you're obviously maybe a natural ability to have a network, but I couldn't actually find, and perhaps some of the other um, presenters can tell me, but I couldn't find so much about her in her social life. Actually, I'd be really curious to know what she was like kind of outside of work, if she was not, you know, very outgoing. Did she find networking easy or hard? Because I think that's one of the challenges we get. But um, yeah, I think 
this is almost a textbook example of how allyship has worked and worked really well for, for everybody's benefit. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely say as an African-American woman, allyship is very important. Um, it's probably one of the fundamental things that you have to have um, in the corporate world. Um, and I think for Catherine in her allyship in NASA, spe specifically when you're watching the movie Hidden Figures, you'll see the character played by Kevin Costner. Initially, is very like, Eh, like weary, but when he actually saw her work exude and then saw her grit and determination and then seeing her have to go out of her way for her many breaks, right, to run to the bathroom across campus to run all the way back, mm -hmm. right, to not miss anything. And he realized, like, no, like, this is ridiculous, right? And I think there you you start to see slowly how in his mind he realized I need to support her right and I support her she's going to give me better work better product better results right um and you'll notice how he went and he started including her in meetings and started making sure she was a part of like the decision making as things were happening especially in real time right and then you start realizing the astronauts are like oh you see how the allyship starts to spread amongst the team, right? And the astronauts are like, I'm not going anywhere until she says it's good to go, <laughs> right? And and I and I think just starting with that one person with allyship does spread, right? And it and it makes people see and realize that's important that we have that in the corporate world. And I think having it back then, especially during that time in the United States is very unique, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now fast forwarding 60, 70 years where we are now, you know, obviously Gabby and Kevin could definitely attest to how the US has really changed, right? Um, in the last three years, truly changed to determine that allyship is should be utmost importance, regardless if it has to do with race, gender, sexuality, whatever it is, because that is what makes you and your company do better. Um, and I think by seeing as early as where it started to where it is now, I can still consider that to be another first that Catherine has put out there, even within NASA, so. Wow. Such great points, Bilani. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Uh, Kevin, anything to add to that? Yes, I, I would say, you know, Bilani hit on a lot of, you know, great points. Um, it, in terms of, you know, where that allyship starts, I think it does start from that leadership level, especially in that day and age when it would be so easy for people to cast her aside and say, you know, oh, we're not giving you credit on this, you know, the reports that you were putting together, what she was doing all the work on. And it's so it was easy in that time to sort of discount that. Um, now, today's day and age has a lot different allyship, hopefully looks a lot different from when it did then. And it's hopefully a lot easier, and more mainstream to be on the right side of history. And, you know, so I think that is um, that's a positive, um, but obviously it's not perfect still. So um, but I, I think that that part of it, if anyone is in a leadership position to especially 
advocate for that and make sure that everyone has a seat at the table and not to discount anyone's work or efforts. Um, it really brings out the best in everyone. And that that was the case for for Katherine Johnson, for sure. Yeah, I think people were talking about her when she wasn't in the room in a positive light. I think she really uh, built that for herself, too. So good point there is, you know, continue to build your career and you know, get some allies along the way that are going to speak highly of you when you're not around. Um, all right. So we're, we're wrapping up here. We're getting to the end. And I feel like, I mean, this question has obviously been answered by a couple of you, um, but I wanted to find out if you had seen the, the movie Hidden Figures. It sounds like we have. Sidoni, did you, did you see the movie yet? I knew you were going to call me out. No, oh. actually, I haven't, <laughs> but in preparation for today, I didn't have quite enough time to, to watch it, but That's I'll certainly okay. be watching it this weekend. Yeah. Excited. Nice no, this is, this is advantageous because I want to know, you know, for those that have seen it, sounds like Kevin and Bellani, you both have seen it. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So the fact that you've seen this already, did that change your answers at all today? It sounds like it might have affected them a little bit. You knew a little more. Is that true? Yeah, I can say probably it gave a lot more background to who she was to show from where she started to where she's at. But I think it also truly showed like how she truly affected NASA and how they are today in 2023 mm -hmm. right like you can read all the textbooks all you want you can read all like the wikipedia pages and the articles but when you're watching it in a movie and you're looking at a snapshot in time of how it actually elevated you can truly see like oh she really made a difference and thank god that she got her flowers from obama and from nasa mm -hmm. before she passed because she really truly deserved it she made a whole change to like space exploration as we know it right because mm -hmm. like sedoni said earlier what about if she never went back yeah. right how different it would be yeah so i i think it's the movie gives a lot and Sedoni, you will love it. I will tell you, you'll definitely yeah. love it. There are many a scenes that you're going to be like, what? <laughs> um, but I could say definitely did affect my answers today, but I encourage all those who haven't seen it to truly watch it because you do learn a lot about her along with the other women who comprised that back access, that back room kind of like engine, right? of how things ran back then. Yeah. Absolutely. You heard yeah. it here, folks. You got to watch the movie. Kevin, what what you got? <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to say I couldn't. Yeah, I will highly endorse the movie as well. And it gave me a great <laughs> context and in, in sort of knowing where everyone's, uh, you know, because I, Catherine Johnson I, is not in textbooks that I've read. It wasn't growing up where I found out more about her. And, you know, so this movie gave a lot of context to that. And, got me down the rabbit hole of um, YouTube videos and Wikipedia pages and found out how many astronauts actually she influenced and inspired to actually go into that career path. And they wouldn't have known that otherwise. Um, also, I'm sure thousands more in the STEM fields um, can give kudos to her. So I think that movie hopefully does the same and gives more, more of a limelight to that. Yeah. 
I would agree. I, I've seen it as well. For those that would like to see it, uh, Hidden Figures does cover, uh, obviously it covers Katherine Johnson, but it also covers Dorothy Vaughn's story. It covers Mary Jackson's story. So if you want to know about these wonderful women, uh, I do believe it's streaming on Disney+. Plus. This is not endorsed by Disney Plus at all, but uh, just to <laughs> tell you where it's streaming, um, that's where you can catch Hidden Figures. Uh, I just want to say a huge thanks to all of you. The discussion group today, Sidoni, Bellani, Kevin, thank you so much for your insights, for your opinions, both professionally and personally. It was such a pleasure. I want to say a final big thank you also to our Beasley She leadership team, Elizabeth Wheeler in the U.S., our special guest today, Sidoni Williams, as well as Charlotte Allen and Lucy Hughes in the U.K., and finally, of course, to our executive sponsor, Luann Layton, for all of your support and participation in the efforts of Beasley She. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And thanks so much again for listening to our She Talks podcast. Bye-bye.